0: What is going on, my today people? My name is Wendy, and I really appreciate you all for joining me yet again for another. Now, on today's entry, we'll talk about the missing submersible. Also, gambling on MJ. Governor Ron DeSantis, or as I like to call him, the Manchurian candidate. Ian Bremmer's TED Talk. Also, Hunter Biden embarrassing his dad yet again. Sci-fi embryos and Saudi's PGA Tour. All right, uh, last but not least, I think I'm going to be calling this episode The Social Dilemma. Uh, And for those who have already seen that documentary on Netflix, you'll understand the flow of this episode a lot better. It's going to be a fun one, y'all. Now, before we go, you already know. Dear Future Robots, does quantum computing create the environment necessary for robots to choose between what we call good and evil independently? Or will the behavioral attributes of sentient robots always stem from the nature of their original human creator? Hmm. There's a theme now in our world where the prevailing notion seems to suggest that AI is inherently bad. These ideas, I believe, have origins in sci-fi novels and corporations hoping to stave off inadequacy. When this quantum computing revolution actually happens, Whatever's born from that will indeed be a new species. So let's slow down with trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater, huh? Let's start the show. This is episode 20, baby. (laughs) How y'all doing, man? Uh, Pride month going well. I do hope that the great people that I know are uh, having fun and being safe out there. Uh, Juneteenth go well for y'all? Who took the day off? Don't lie. Shout out to the person responding to me right now. I love you. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. Uh, Juneteenth is such a strange holiday. Like I, I obviously get it. You all know I'm a history guy, but come on. Uh, like It's always been a regional holiday. And uh, virtually no politicians would acknowledge a vote on it until the passing of George Floyd. Now, apparently, or I'm guessing that was the time to get a lot passed. Hmm. But hey, Father's Day this past Sunday was awesome for me. I spent time at the Springs in Wakaiva. Uh, I'm from Central Florida. Uh, I live in Central Florida, I guess I should say. But uh, a good friend of mine actually uh, hosts the Father's Day cookout there annually. Uh, So family, good food, friends, and water. What more can you ask for? (laughs) Uh, It's funny, I remember last year we had this pot belly country camel-wearing chick that worked there uh, just kind of trying to throw her weight around and bully our group. She had the right one. Now, uh, it all started because, uh, I guess, you know, the group didn't quite have a firm grasp on the rules of, like, bringing in your own alcohol. Uh, the park wants to sell you alcohol, so, you know, they prohibit it. She would come by a few times just kind of like scoping and maybe just finally picked up the nerve to say something. But my issue wasn't her saying something. It's it's how she said it and how she carried on treating my group, okay? Uh, she had some of her workers coming by just grabbing people's thermoses, their, their, their personal property to try to throw it out. And that didn't sit right with me. You know what I mean? Like that didn't sit right with me at all. So I started a uh, back and forth with her, uh, while everybody remained quiet. <laughs> and my wife's over here nudging me. I'm like, Nah, she she ain't getting away with this. Like I really don't know who you're talking to, uh, but you're gonna talk to us with some respect. I truly just thought she was entirely too rude, and uh, I do not take disrespect lightly. So I had to put her in her place. She even threatened to call the cops. Like I'm, I don't care. I got friends that are police officers, and I know I didn't do anything wrong. And of course, of course, that'll be the threat you give to a quote-unquote black man. But eh. well, we almost had another issue this year because I was asked by a woman in our group to go talk to this pregnant lady that had encroached in our paid-for area. Now I'm assuming she only asked me because she knows I like to run up chimneys. So let me just say this: one. I personally thought the optics would look crazy for me to walk over to a pregnant woman, tower over her and ask her to leave. And two, I did tell the friend in our group that I think she'll find fulfillment in doing it herself. So she moseyed on over and tapped the pregnant lady on the shoulder politely, asking her to get the stepping. That's what I imagined her saying, at least. (laughs) Um, And and personally, I don't even know how you do that politely, but hey. She managed to do that. Uh, and of course, the pregnant woman doesn't take it. Well, replying, I come here every weekend. Get out of my face. <laughs> I'm, I'm, OK, I made that last part up. Uh, but honestly, though, that's all our friend needed to hear. She said, OK, and went straight on over to the park staff who came over right away and uh, made that birthing person leave. Uh, our friend came back smiling almost ear to ear. And I swear to you guys, I have never seen somebody so happy to snitch. <laughs> I really have not seen it. Uh, but no, she did appreciate it. Uh, the rest of the afternoon was just chill. And uh, we pretty much ended up leaving when I was ready to take a shower. Oh, um, uh, by the way, also, I think I helped invent a new game of uh, sidewalk volleyball. Uh, that's a story for another day, though. Uh, <laughs> y'all, let's just move on to scrap Metal media, y'all. Let's go. scrap metal media now scrap metal media uh, for those who have yet to uh, go back and check out that back catalog or maybe even the first installment of scrap metal media where i explained it as thoroughly as i could have Uh, let me just give you guys a brief explainer Uh, Maybe just because this is the 20th episode or whatnot. It's a milestone. It's a milestone. I feel good. (laughs) Uh, Now, Scrap Metal Media is a segment where I talk about current events and news stories that I, one, uh, know about and, two, find interesting. Uh, All I do is tell you about the story and usually give you my perspective on it. All news is two-faced, yes, uh, meaning multiple perspectives, not that I am fake. Uh, because honestly, I'm probably the realest person I know. Uh, But seriously, all news in this country is two-faced. That's why you can go on and switch between Fox and CNN uh, while they're talking about the same exact story and get a completely different viewpoint and position. I designed the Scrap Metal Media segment to vehemently go against that. Uh, Go back and listen to every episode, like I said. Uh, After scrap metal media made its debut. You know what? And before that, just listen to all the episodes. And what you'll realize is that I am unboxable. I don't even think that's a word, but we'll just go with it. All right. On to scrap metal media. It's being reported that a submersible owned by a company that does high priced tours of the Titanic wreckage has gone missing. Hopefully, by the time you all hear this, the five people believed to be on board are found alive and well. Uh, By the way, for those wondering, a submersible is like a small submarine without all the bells and whistles, and uh, also way more hazardous, gotta add that. Uh, Amongst the five men are a British billionaire, members of a prominent Pakistani business family, and a French mariner. Uh, the sub was last seen off the coast of Cape Cod, and officials at the time of this recording say that they've searched an area roughly the size of Connecticut and will soon begin a thorough underwater search. This is very interesting because as of late, uh, like I said, when I'm recording this, the most recent stuff I've been hearing is that they are still apparently hearing, using you know sonic equipment that can hear underwater. They're, they've been hearing or catching uh, like audible knocking sounds which are you know not normal for underwater sea creatures. So I would say that uh, hopes are high. Apparently, this submersible can hold oxygen for up to like 74 hours or something, 75 hours or something like that. But experts aren't really certain that it was tested with five people inside of it. So that's that gets a little uh, that can be a little sketchy as well. But man, the ocean is scary. But again. I am wishing the absolute best. All right, moving right along. Congratulations have to go to Michael Jordan on turning that initial $275 million investment into $3 billion. Sheesh. Uh, MJ reportedly sold a big portion of his majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets of the NBA to a new minority ownership partner group, including some names you may know. Gospel singer Eric Church, anybody? j cole anybody (laughs) he's one of the goat rappers of this generation uh also amy levine dawson and chris shumway Uh, plus it's reported that mj actually kept his decision making powers which is an amazing deal i don't he must have read the art of the deal or something now for the not so nice stuff nba.com started it i I just have to say that and get that out of the way (laughs) there's an article on this sale where the line that stood out the most was and i quote jordan's decision to sell ends his unsuccessful 13 year run overseeing the organization end quote sheesh not only that but according to internet sources allegedly mj is not doing so well financially i know it's hard to hear because it's even hard for me to say it uh but gamblers anonymous rumors just don't follow anybody around for 30 years all right Apparently he lost his shirt when Reddit folk pumped up the GameStop. That is the GameStop stock. stock. Uh, he allegedly owes so much money because of multiplying interest, and he's still struggling to sell his iconic Illinois mansion. I gotta tell y'all, man. Scottie Pippen's prayer group been on the phone ever since MJ and his son started playing with him. Leave his ex-wife alone, y'all. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about the real-life Manchurian Candidate. Ronald Dion DeSantis now I actually watched his CBN interview uh, and and by the way that is the Christian Broadcasting Network for you heathens out there (laughs) no but I watched that the other day uh, and and honestly you guys shouldn't just listen to things you agree with especially if you want to talk about it alright just just keep that in mind I just have to start by saying that boy good really that boy is good alright Let me give you a little background. Governor DeSantis is 44 years old, originally from Dunedin, Florida. Now, I am from Broward County, Florida, right? That is the second most populous county in the state. And I'm going to have to say it right now that I I have never heard of Dunedin, Florida. But shout out to all the good old folk out there. Uh, Ron represented Florida's 6th Congressional District in the US House of Representatives from 2013 to 2018 and honestly he was a solid congressman I looked over his record and I I really had to give him credit presenting bills staying active uh, extremely solid oh and I cannot forget to mention uh, that this is after having a stellar high school baseball career Uh, he went to Yale and then Harvard Law before joining the Navy in 2004 and actually served as a legal advisor to seal team one. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) All this before being elected governor of the third most populous state in the country, Florida. Uh, If you guys out there have yet to see the Manchurian Candidate movie, no worries, because you're looking at it. (laughs) Now to get back to his CBN interview, which I'll just go ahead and call North is still North. Uh, That's the line he kept repeating a few times, so... I saw it fitting. Uh, but here are some of the parts that stuck out to me. He is on a Christian network, so you already know the culture of religion will be, you know, brought up a lot, right? Uh, he talked about going to Catholic school and being a devout Christian. I swear, everything this guy does is extremely tactical. I guess that's the uh, SIL team one experience kicking in. Uh, he also had a line where he talks about being so proud of beating the left back and pretty much is claiming victory over Disney while painting himself as the lone Republican willing to stand against Goliath, a.k.a. Disney court. He goes on to uh, subtly trash Trump for not standing up for what he's calling the right to life uh, behind the uh, heartbeat bill. Uh, honestly, at this point, I really do believe that if you see yourself as an evangelical, this might be your guy. No matter your skin tone either. The, the guy's just very slick and polite at the same time. I, man, he, he changed his expression at one point uh, to kind of like a sad one uh, before saying Trump never gives him any credit. And and that he started attacking me with a lot of nasty juvenile stuff. Like, are you like, like, come on, who says this? It seemed very uh, inauthentic, manufactured. <sighs> I'm, I'm just taking it you guys have to just watch it if you have the stomach for it i guess i think i did a lot of the dirty work for y'all <laughs> uh but man it, it this guy's this guy's good uh i really think that this plays really well for the base he's attempting to lock in older quote-unquote white america they vote more than y'all uh, if Trump goes to jail in some strange turn of events, you can expect Dezantis, uh, upon winning the White House, of course, to make him grovel before any presidential pardon is uh, introduced. Oh, and um, when talking about his love for baseball, I didn't really think that he had to say basketball players are freaks of nature. <laughs> like, like, sheesh, like, like, no joke. Like, he really said that. This guy is different. Florida had better wake up and vote in these primaries. If you're a Democrat or independent, just switch to Republican and vote against him. I'm telling y'all, he's different. But if that's your flavor, go on ahead. Let me know if you all think DeSantis could beat Biden in a head to head. I'll probably make that a poll question for my Spotify listeners since we're uh, talking about voting. And since we mentioned Biden, have you all heard that Hunter Biden is in trouble again? All right, he currently has two misdemeanor charges against him relating to not paying his taxes. Uh, sources say he's also facing a gun charge that'll most likely get tossed. Is he the wildest child of a president ever on record? Well, I did the research. Yes. And what brings irony to this wrinkly situation is that his dad, President Biden, just overfunded the IRS to the tune of over $40 billion. Wow. That just tells me that they don't like you. Now on to Ian Bremmer's TED Talk. Uh, For those unfamiliar, uh, he's a political scientist, author, entrepreneur, and expert at what we call political risk. In his talk, he claims that today our identities are determined by nature, nurture, and algorithm. He says that humanity now has three global orders the national security order, which still happens to be the US, global economic order, referring to China, and a digital order, which is simply the largest tech companies. Mr. Bremer goes on to say that the US-China trade relations are at the highest they've been in history, which I thought was interesting due to both countries seemingly being on the brink of war. He also mentions that the saving grace may be the fact that Japan, India, and Europe would do their best to make sure that neither China nor America dominates the other. Deals are always better when one party is trying to undercut the other. Uh, Last but not least, he mentioned that he fears a technopolar order. That'll determine whether we have a world of limitless opportunity or a world without freedom. See, he doesn't really fear the tech He actually seems to fear what the men developing the tech would do with it. Hmm. Brings me to my next topic. The Saudi's PGA Tour. The PIF, or uh, Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, has purchased the controlling interest in the PGA Tour. Seems like the uh, Crown Prince pretty much walked in the room and put his piece on the table and asked what now. Man, greed is the devil. Uh, Now, speaking on Saudi Arabia and money, this reminds me of a convo I had recently. Uh, Just kind of off topic, but hear me out. Uh, This guy I've known for almost a decade now started reading because of me, and that's according to him. But he just found out about Abrahamic religions. By the way, he's a Christian. He had no idea that Judaism, Christianity, and Islam were related. The combo goes on and he starts to talk about an old Muslim prohibition on men wearing gold and uh, just kind of wanted to get my opinion on where that comes from. I said, well, look, there's a few different explanations on this. One being the Prophet Muhammad demanded piety and humility and wearing gold could have been seen as loud or pompous. The other is that the Prophet didn't want anybody confusing men or women. <laughs> and this part, this is actually funny because uh, this was around the seventh century AD. <laughs> like, seriously, I can assure you, no Muslim was confused about gender identity. And honestly, I, I even told him about the old belief that gold affected men's red blood cells and not women due to some belief of a uh, fat layer that existed between the skin and the blood in women and not men. Uh, yeah, that that was a thing. Shaking my head right now for those that can't see me. At this point, I just ask him if he wants me to tell him the truth. He obviously replies, yes. Okay, let's go. By the first caliphate, after the death of the prophet, gold and silver became official currencies of the region called dinars. Now, if I'm a ruler, I'm going to make sure that people believe that gold is not a big deal so that I can have it all. Muhammad didn't write and merely dictated the Quran supposedly from the angel Jibril, a.k.a. Gabriel, the messenger of Allah. Okay, I'm not really trying to make this episode a religious one, but just know I got a lot more where that came from. So I, I might just do an episode at some point. No, I will do an episode at some point, but let me know what y'all think about that. Uh, So is gold haram? I guess it just depends on how Muslim you are. Okay, now on to sci-fi embryos. Scientists announced that they've finally created the first synthetic human embryo. How do y'all feel about that? Well, for me, science goes to the highest bidder. This is just a fact of life that I've understood for years now. And because it's not that easy to find out the truth yet as far as uh, who's funding the research, I'll just say this. Wait until they put it in a man. That's it for Scrap Middle Media. We're going right into the main. Let's go. Now, there are several documentaries that discuss the impact of social media on individuals, society and various aspects of our lives here are just a few notable examples for you number one the social dilemma this documentary released in 2020 explores the dark side of social media platforms examining their effects on mental health privacy addiction and the manipulation of user behavior It features interviews with former employees of major tech companies and delves into the algorithms and business models that drive social media platforms. Number two, Screened Out. Also released in 2020, this documentary explores the impact of screen time and digital media on families and children. It investigates the addictive nature of technology and its potential effects on attention spans, mental health, and family dynamics number three terms and conditions may apply Uh, this is like an OG this one came out in 2013 and the documentary actually sheds light on the privacy implications of accepting terms and conditions on social media platforms and other online services it raises questions about the data collection practices of tech companies and the potential misuse of personal information and lastly Number four, Generation Light, released in 2014. This documentary by PBS Frontline examines how social media has changed the relationship between young people and marketing. It explores how teenagers use social media platforms to shape their identities and discusses the effects of constant connectivity and self-promotion. Now, each one of these documentaries gives us a different view of the same picture social media is not healthy. Now, obviously we understand the potential positive impacts of being able to connect with people across the globe, find support and share experiences. But on the other hand, excessive use and negative experiences on social media can contribute and maybe even cause mental health challenges. Now there's research suggesting that heavy social media use leads to feelings of loneliness, depression, Anxiety, poor self esteem, potential cyberbullying, and the negative impact brought on by social comparisons. Comparison is the thief of joy. Now, honestly, off the top of my head, I cannot remember who made that quote up, uh, but it's one of the truest statements ever. It's always interesting to me to see the people that make public statements about how uh, they just need to step away from social media you know, to focus on life and their mental well-being, yet they somehow get sucked right back in. Now, are we gluttons for punishment or is the uh, FOMO just too strong, all right? Somebody out there is actually asking what FOMO is. FOMO is an acronym for the fear of missing out. (laughs) Now, um, I'll go ahead and talk about a few key points from the Social Dilemma documentary from Netflix. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. This episode is long enough. All right, so the first is where they talk about the manipulation of user behavior. All right. Uh, Social media platforms use sophisticated algorithms and data analysis techniques to capture and keep users attention. The documentary highlights how these algorithms are designed to optimize engagement, often leading to addictive behaviors and the manipulation of users' thoughts, emotions, and behavior. All right. Um, I don't think this is something that people don't know about. Um, again, I'll just talk about the FOMO. I just think it's, like, maybe a necessary evil for some people. Social media for me is kind of like the, uh, you know, you kind of get that masturbation effect, you know, like, I, you know, after you, you know, from, from my guys out there and kids close your ears, uh, from my guys out there, if you ever, you know, finish up with yourself or what, finish up with yourself or whatnot, uh, there's that feeling of shame that comes you know, comes over you, right? No pun intended. Uh, but that's how I feel every time I, I just knock a few notifications off of my uh, social media platforms. Like, it feels icky to me. I'm not. I'm not even gonna front. It's like we we all claim to know these things, and, and maybe that's just ego talking. Maybe maybe people don't want to seem like they're uh, uh, lab mice. But you know, we all claim to know these things, but we just give it all this power over us, man. And like I said, I I'm not immune. You know, I just hate myself if I'm on there for like two minutes. So you know, that's just my uh, <laughs> my point of view or my perspective. Uh, number two, the negative effects on mental health. The constant use of social media can have detrimental effects on mental health, including increased rates of anxiety, depression, loneliness, and low self esteem. The documentary suggests that the curated content comparisons and unrealistic expectations fostered by social media contribute to these negative outcomes. And honestly, this is a lot worse now due to like all these like filtering algorithms that they have and and filtering uh, tools. All right. Number three the spread of misinformation all right the documentary emphasizes the role of social media in the rapid spread of misinformation and the formation of echo chambers Uh, the algorithms prioritize engaging content over accuracy leading to dissemination of false information and the reinforcement of biased perspectives ain't that the truth Uh, Obviously, we saw a whole host of that around the uh, election uh, between uh, Trump and and Hillary, Hillary Clinton at that time. And I don't think that's something that's completely new to our generation. Uh, But, you know, can you imagine having uh, uh, social media back when they were when politicians were shooting each other on the Capitol steps? Imagine all all the stuff they would be saying on social media then. All right. Number four. Privacy concerns. The documentary discusses the extensive data collection practices of social media platforms and raises concerns about the erosion of privacy. It highlights how user data is used for targeted advertising, influencing behavior, and even potentially manipulating political opinions. (laughs) Again, we're seeing this in live action. (laughs) Honestly, on social media, I don't even put my correct birthday... I obfuscate information on purpose, they not about to get me. I get calls and text messages from scammers all day anyways, like, come on, I'm not new to this. Uh, Number five, polarization and fragmentation of society. The algorithmic curation of content on social media platforms can lead to filter bubbles where individuals are exposed only to information and viewpoints that align with their existing beliefs this can contribute to polarization and the fragmentation of society as people become less exposed to different perspectives again i think that kind of lines up with um uh with four man uh, these echo chambers and i also three even uh these echo chambers that uh, have been created that are created and really just highlighted man uh it's and I, honestly we're still human so i'm not going to sit here and act like echo chambers didn't exist before but what i will say is that echo chambers were a lot smaller where it would just probably include your uh, church choir or your your uh, you know if you're a woman your, your your knitting crew or your sports team or whatever the case is now it's you know a few thousand people on the internet or more and last but not least number 6 ethical implications the social dilemma prompts viewers to consider the ethical implications of the business models underlying social media platforms it questions the responsibility of these companies and suggests the need for regulation and ethical considerations in the design and operation of such platforms now honestly these companies are not going to do that on their own that's where uh as they say we the people are going to need to stand up and speak by not using all right uh they're eventually going to come to the table and ask what's up like you know (laughs) If you want a social media experience that just allows you to connect with people, you know, form, you know, groups, new friends, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and not feel like you're being taken advantage of or you're some lab mouse or something like that, then you know, force these companies to do right. Because this all comes back to greed. <laughs> it just does. Now, honestly, y'all, we just gotta do better. And I'm not preaching because as I said, I obviously deal with it too. I just might get annoyed a little quicker than (laughs) y'all. Instagram typically throws a lot of TNA at me hoping that that keeps me on the app and I have to pry my eyes away to beat back the devil. (laughs) Life is great right now and I am not falling for it. Anyway, people, just use it responsibly. Don't let it use you. Or you can just ignore every caution and throw it to the wind. I got stock anyways, I'll holla. of addiction. This is bet by bit. Now, just as we did with Scrap Metal Media, this is bet by bit. Explain. And I. Uh, some people have told me that I got a little accent. I don't really hear it, but I am saying bet by bit. That is B E T bet by. BIT, B-I-T, right? computer lingo. Uh, but this is literally a segment I developed that allows me to give you guys a prediction about whatever particular topic that I wanna talk about. Now, being that it is a prediction, it's something that's gonna be happening in the future. Now, how far in the future, I determine that. Either way, that's bet by bit in a nutshell, all right? Now, the bet by bit prediction of the day comes from me and my wife watching the new season of black mirror uh we just finished it but that's besides the point Uh, there's an episode where a quantum computer is creating alternate realities in real time for the sole purpose of human entertainment i won't spoil anything for you but i'll just say this the studio that owns this computer does not need writers at all I truly believe that in many instances, life has began imitating art. We are moving into a reality where our individual common knowledge no longer matters. Computers got that. New ideas will be the only currency. The computer won't be able to create a story outside of the seven common story archetypes for a while. Don't get me wrong. All right, and for those that don't know what those are, the seven story archetypes are overcoming the monster. Rags to Riches, The Quest, Voyage and Return, Comedy, Tragedy, and Rebirth. Well, I guess the moral of the story is, be original. Understanding nuance is a gift. That's it for the time capsule today, y'all. I'm out. Episode 20, baby! crashing. Just do your best to leave a mark. Also, subscribe, comment, and leave five stars. This is Wendy, signing off. Your future robots. Peace.